Awesome. Okay, everybody, you are on the Big Joel Community Call uh, every other week, approximately. We're streaming live on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and YouTube. A uh, little bit of uh, just quick housekeeping because I do see some new people on here. Um, all of these recordings are housed at the Big Joel Show on my YouTube channel. You can probably also find them on Facebook as well. Uh, they're all made into audio podcasts if you want to listen to them or if you want to hear it again uh, or if you want to listen to older ones. They're all dated and uh, they're all there for you to see them. So welcome, welcome. Oh, we got Patty Batard, special, special guest today, special guest. Um, welcome, welcome. This is the, this is going to be the last Big Joel call for 2023. And uh, what a year it's been. I was thinking about doing the highlights and the lowlights, but does anybody have any highlights of this year? Just kidding. Uh, there hasn't been that many highlights. This has been a survival year. But amazingly, uh, there are a lot of people, uh, some of who are on this call right now, who are still having and have had phenomenal years this year. So not all hope is lost. Um, and all of those people, there's Jen, and all of those people um, have uh, one thing in common, and that is none of them uh, uh, basically whined about the market. They just put their head down and they just did the work. And amazingly, by putting their head down and doing the work, uh, they managed to keep their volume up uh, maybe it's not exactly as it was in 2022, but there's a bunch of people that I'm dealing with one-on-one uh, -on -one that are pretty close uh, to where they were, or maybe they're only down 5 or 10%, which is pretty incredible because I think as a market, uh, if we have leaders on the call right now, and I know we have some leaders on the call, I think probably your people are down somewhere on average – Patty, you can nod at me because you're the closest leader with lots of LOs that I can see, along with Laz. 40%, 50% down. Is that about right? Laz, same. 40, 50. I'm just picking two people that I know have lots of loan officers that roll to them. Um, so, you know, to only be 5% down is pretty awesome. To be 10% down is pretty awesome. But the good news is, is that I don't know how you all feel about it. Um, but I am very bullish on 2024 for a lot of reasons. Uh, the first reason is, obviously, we have a lot of pent-up demand uh, for people that want to buy houses. Um, even these uh, talking heads that all of our uh, potential buyers and potential consumers hear uh, all the time on, on, I want to say TV, it's not even on TV, on the web, on social media, someplace uh, saying, yeah, don't buy, now's not a good time to buy, uh, you should rent, you know, you should never buy, things like that. Buying's a bad investment. Uh, those people have quieted down a little bit because anybody that took any type of statistics or economics in school realizes the old supply and demand thing, and it's pretty easy math. When a whole lot of people want something, it costs more, period. So to sit around and think that the prices are going to drop drastically, and I know in some markets uh, prices have dropped a little bit, uh, but to think that that's going to be the case if the interest rates tick back um, down even further than they've ticked right now, I think that is some bad logic people are using right now to think that they're going to be able to steal uh, a house, uh, someone needs to mute, please. Um, I don't know whether that's Justin or someone needs to just mute or Josh, maybe we mute them all, if you don't mind. Um, you know, to, to, to think that uh, the housing prices 
are going to come down when 20 people want the same house. I don't know about you all, but uh, that's pretty bad thinking. Uh, and that's not logical thinking. And it doesn't really work that way. Uh, we know that we're going to still have an inventory issue uh, in 2024, 2025. We know that. Uh, we also pretty much know now that the rates are going to ease up a little bit. The other thing that we know factually is that our clients that we are talking to, our potential clients that we're talking to, they are now used to seeing their payments related to the interest rates that we currently have. They are used to seeing those payments that way. Uh, you all have also gotten a lot craftier. You know, it was funny when I was talking about 2-1 buy-downs about a year ago, people were sort of looking at me like, what do you mean? And I said, man, that's all we wrote when I started was 2-1 buy-downs. Uh, it's really a great, it's really a great program. And if you, if you understand how to structure it, you could really get people into houses at a very affordable payment to get going. So, you know, as you all have been uh, craftier and learned more uh, and worked harder with your agent partners, more opportunities have arisen. So uh, number one, there's pent up demand. Number two, there's just a lot less of you and a lot less of agents, which is awesome because those of you that are standing right now and those agents that are still in the business, well, there's more business for all of you. And I think there's a lot of loan officers <coughs> that are already, are, <coughs> excuse me, it's not artificial, that's the wrong word. They are literally feeling this with the amount of save deals or save uh, transactions that they're getting their hands on either from their current agent partners or from new agent partners that they've never heard of. Wave at me right now if you have your camera on and you've gotten a transaction in the last week from an agent that you don't know or you've gotten it, it's to you and you don't know either of the agents on the transaction. Or maybe you know them a little bit. There's one hand, there should be lots of hands right now. That is going on everywhere. Loan officers are just ball dropping or they're just dropping in general, gone. So um, again, we are in a flight to quality. So number two, there's less of us. There's way less of us. Number three, we are in a massive, massive flight to quality right now. I am with agents every week, and what they are telling me more so than I have ever heard before in my career, and I've been around just for a little bit, and I've been involved in lots of loans, is I don't care if my loan officer goes to the same country club as me, if our kids go to the same school, if we go to the same house of worship. Don't care. I'm done with that. I'm only working with loan officers that know what they're doing. Same goes for agents. No more my nephew is a agent, so I'm just going to let him or her list my property. That is over as well. Okay, that is definitely over, which means if you are operating professionally and you know what you're doing, you are automatically going to be busier and getting more and more opportunities to meet new people. And the question is, what are you going to do about it when you get that opportunity? And I can tell you that the best loan officers in the country, when they have that opportunity, they are seizing on it. They are physically with your partners immediately, and it is game, set, match, especially if they have the loan and they are saving these loans. And I will tell you, a lot of loan officers um, are, are telling me that, you know, when they get these loans, they're talking to their agent partners and they're going, wow, this isn't even hard. I don't even know what happened. 
Okay, well, again, you've heard me talking about this for months. What's happened is the loan officers do not know what they're doing and they're handing in files that are going to underwriting and getting completely, you know, bombed in underwriting because there's no one in between to do their job for them. Basically, literally, there's no one in between to do their job. And these files are blowing up only because the loan officer did not know what they're doing. They never knew what they were doing. They were used to handing in a name and number or maybe a couple of documents and hoping that an LOA put the file together correctly for them and got it underwritten and approved. For most of you, uh, I'm sure when you look around your office right now, there's not 10 LOAs standing around anymore. You pretty much need to know what you're doing when you hand that file in. So again, that's positive for us on this call. That's a lot of opportunities for us with a lot of loan officers that don't know what they're doing. 2024, you literally have to know your craft. I've been talking to a lot of executives at big mortgage companies right now about the reckoning that is coming right now that as companies have to deal with much smaller margins, compensation issues, loan officers that don't know how to price loans, OK, things like this, as there's more and more pressure, what's becoming very evident is we have a lot of loan officers that don't really know what their job is supposed to be and need to dig back in and really do their job, which means you actually have to look at the docs. You actually have to strike structure the file. You actually have to know what you're doing to be able to provide that kind of service to your agent partners who, by the way, are not going to put up with any type of mediocrity anymore just because they like you. That's over. They're telling me this every single week. That is literally over. They only want to deal with professionals. So how well do you know your craft? Uh, you know, this doesn't mean you're sitting uh, looking at all regs for four hours trying to figure something out. Literally, how well do you know what you're doing? Very, very important going into 2024. Super important because I will tell you, and I don't know uh, those of you, those of you leaders and managers looking at me right now, uh, whether you even want to nod when I say this, but I'm going to tell everyone on this call right now, do not expect your company just because the rates come down 1% or something and now it's five and seven eighths or you know, 6%. Do not expect your company to run out and hire 72 LOAs for you so you can go back to doing what you were doing before. That is most probably not going to happen. You are going to have to know how to operate doing your job correctly with the staff you currently have with a little more volume. I seriously doubt these big companies that have had to go through painstaking reduction in force, which by the way, everybody hates. Nobody likes laying people off. It's horrible. Okay. These companies that have had to go through that are not going to rush back out and hire 27 people just because your volume went from four loans a month to eight loans a month. Okay. Will they staff correctly as you get busy consistently? Of course. But I think we are going to have a period of time where that's not going to happen. And I can already imagine the phone calls I'm going to get from loan officers where literally I'm going to need to call them a wambulance, you know, wah, because they're just crying into the phone. My loans aren't getting done. I can't believe what's happening. This is unbelievable. You know, and then I'm going to look into it and realize they barely even docked the file. And they're just complaining because their income got changed by an underwriter and they're mad about it. OK, where, where they, they did the income wrong from the beginning. 
So it doesn't really even matter. So you need to know how to get loans through efficiently, professionally, quickly, the right way with the least amount of conditions. The last thing you're going to want to be doing when volume doubles, and it's probably going to do that in the first, I bet the first half of next year, you will not be staffed for that doubling. You better be ready with your files to be acting and, and, and reacting correctly. You do not want 72 conditions on your file where an underwriter has to pick that thing up 42 times uh, to, to, to get that thing closed, okay? So it's very, very important. The other thing, the big thing, the big difference this year is just the flat out grind. Are you working as hard as you should be working? Again, I say this to agents all the time, and I know there are agents on here right now, loan officers. If you don't need a hot cup of water or tea or coffee or whatever and some lemon, at the end of the day, you are doing something very, very wrong. You should, your voice should be scratchy by the end of the day. You should be on the phone all day, whether you're talking to your agent partners or you're talking to borrowers, okay? Pull through is way lower than it's been in a long time. That's mainly because of inventory. Yes, it's because of interest rates a little bit, but it's mainly because of inventory. Pull through is low. What I mean by that is good pull through. Good pull through for me is maybe 30%. So if you, just to give you an overall, if, you, if you're pulling credit on 100 people and say 15 of them are can't do's, meaning they have their credit scores too low or they're still saving money or something like that, there's 85 left. Take 30% of 85. If you're closing that number, okay, that is a great pull-through number. Most pull-through numbers are less than that right now, not because you all aren't doing a great job, simply because either they can't find something, you know, they get scared off by things. It's just a little harder to get them into something, okay? Now, um, pull-through is going to get a lot better as people start putting their houses on the market when they realize that if they sell their house, they can move somewhere. OK, again, you all have heard me talking about this for months and months and months. Pencil selling is another big difference between the loan officers knocking the cover off the ball right now and the people uh, that have mediocre volume this year or half decent volume. Pencil selling means the ability to run numbers with a pen and a calculator, not needing your laptop at all, whether you're with your agent partners or whether you are sitting with a potential home buyer. The ability to actually explain to them what's going on and help them overcome any objections that they have. You all have heard me talking about this. I wanna say it one more time. The number one thing that brokers tell me, brokers, real estate brokers, this is the broker owner, not necessarily the person selling real estate. This would be the owner, okay? The Keller Williams would be an OP, all right, the owner, okay? tells me their number one objection, the number one thing they're trying to overcome is they don't think their agents are good enough and prepared enough on the phone up front to overcome the potential buyer or seller's objections, and they're losing deals because of that, okay? The best loan officers in the country are on the phone with these people within 10 seconds, no, the agent is not having a 10 or 15 minute conversation anymore uh, with those with those clients. 
They are bouncing them to the loan officer immediately, which means the loan officer is doing more work, hard work, and a lot of work. And that's okay. All right. It's totally fine. You should not be complaining because you're busy. You should be thankful that you're busy because there's lots of loan officers that have nothing to do that are sitting around watching SpongeBob. So you should not be bitching because you had to talk to someone for an hour going through their numbers. Just be glad you had that person on the phone because you have them and not somebody else. Okay. So the grind and your positive attitude is just massive right now. It's massive, huge, huge. All right. Agents have not had a great year the same way a lot of you all have not had a great year. I think a couple months ago, there was at least 50,000 agents, a little more had already turned in their, their licenses. And as we go into E&O renewal and a lot of these companies where they pay their fees for the year, depending on where they are, um, this is right now when the agents are dropping like flies. Okay. They're just dropping out. Not the good ones, not the ones doing a bunch of business, but the other ones that can barely hang on are dropping out. Same with loan officers. Again, this is creating a huge opportunity for those of you that are working right now. And when I say the word working, I mean working as in you are out there on the street. When is the last time you have physically seen your best referral partners? I would sit and make a list right now. When is the last time? What have you done? Are you just sitting on the phone all day? Again, does your chair look like an imprint of your butt cheeks? If it does, that's a problem. Okay, that should not be going on. You should be up and you should be out. Okay, this is the easiest time of the year to be up and out. Jen Guile is staring daggers at me right now because she's mad at me because of how up and out she's been. But you have got to be up and out. Okay, literally nothing good is happening in your office right now. Get out of there. Get in front of people. As Tom Hopkins used to say that one of the first real estate trainers forever, STP, see the people. He was one of the original big daddy real estate trainers. And I went when I was a rookie loan officer. And I'll never forget him saying, STP, see the people. There is nothing good going on in your office. Get out of there. Okay. And what a great time of the year. Jen, what a great time of the year to be doing this. It's so easy to get a hold of people and to be quote unquote festive. No problem. Very, 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 very easy. So, you know, most of you, I see some new faces, but most of you are on this call very consistently and have been. Uh, actually, I started this call in, in April of 2020 in the middle of COVID. I started it because of COVID because everyone was at home. So we're, we're, we're coming up on four years of this call. And those of you that are on these calls all the time, I know you all are doing loans. I mean, I know all of you all are doing loans, which is awesome. And the fact that you share 20 minutes or 25 minutes of your day every couple of weeks with me, I just want to sincerely thank you for that. I'm, I feel blessed to know, I know a bunch of you, I see a bunch of you on here that I actually know, and, and a bunch of you I don't know, and I'd lo- you know, I look forward to meeting you, but I feel blessed to get to spend some time with you, and the fact that, that you all would take some time out of your day to listen to me, the loud guy, uh, you know, every, every couple weeks. 
But I want you to hear me. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I am with agents almost every day. I'm with loan officers, you know, every day. I'm with some of the best loan officers in the country. I'm with some of the best agents in the country. Everyone is saying the same thing. Put your head down, kick ass, grind. You will win. A lot of you I'm seeing right now are already winning. You're already winning. Okay. When I'm just when I'm just looking at, you know, how many units I know you've either you're either closed last month or you're closing this month. I know you're winning. Do not stop and tap out now. Do not slow down now. Now is the time to literally go even harder. Even harder. Get up earlier. You know, work out in the morning so you have plenty of time to to get stuff done. Make sure you are in front of your people. Have an incredibly positive attitude about everything. I mean, literally, if you catch yourself beginning to whine about anything, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am in the best business in the world. I have one of the greatest careers in the world. Um, I can get paid a lot of money and work from home and be anywhere I want as long as I have my phone, okay? Literally, I this and selling you know, mortgages, real estate, It's I think it's two of the best careers there are. You have no reason to be whining. Just remember, everyone, I talked about this about four months ago. You want to give yourself some realism. Take your W-2 for 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23, and divide that by, I think it's six. I think it's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Divide it by six. That's your income, people. Your income is not what you did in 2021 where you have where you were standing on the corner with a sign around your neck that said refi here. Okay? That is that is not reality. That's reality. Add those six years together and divide it. Okay? By the months or by the years, whatever. That's your income. That's the reality of this. And by the way, that's still probably awesome for most of you on here. But if you are still whining and complaining because you only made X this year and that X is half of what you made last year, get over it, put your head down and work harder, period. Okay. But 2021 was an aberration that I don't know if will ever happen again. So don't be comparing anything to that. You're just going to make yourself completely crazy. There's no reason to do that. It's not real at all, okay, at all. So with that said, I want to wish everybody a very happy holiday season. I want to tell everyone to be extremely safe. This will be our last call um, before the new year. And uh, I think I'm going to have a special guest on the first call in 2024, uh, which will be a, 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 a great guest. And again, Love spending all this time with you all for this whole year, and I appreciate your time, and I thank you for your time, and I love learning from everyone. I just want everyone to have a great holiday season, but remember, don't stop working. Put your head down. Do not check out. Everyone, happy holidays. We'll see you in 2024. See you all later.